Welcome to the Velofoot Project Podcast. I am your host, Zed Pitts. And before we get into the rambling section of this cast, I would like to, I think I'm going to call it Cup of the Cast. So this is stress relief tea. And because I'm always in a rush, it's just one tea bag. I'm not really sure what the name of the tea is or the brand. So I'm not going to be able to actually give you that today but nonetheless it is stress relief like i mentioned in the last cast i am dealing with the process of recharging myself because this year kind of got off on a rough start so i'm gonna take a sip it's always that warm feeling that kind of goes down the esophagus and greets your stomach with happiness and love that I really appreciate about drinking tea. It's always meditative in the process, but anyway, time for the rambling session. <laughs> so I know I mentioned the, the process that my partner and I are going through finding a new house. So we are currently in this very nice apartment complex, but it's time to move on. And we have, we're in the molting process. So my realtor, Jackie Huber has been working her tail off when it comes to creating lists for us and getting us the houses that we want to see and tour. But we keep getting our offers rejected because apparently there are like super rich people out there that can come in and to sweep the market no matter how much these houses are being listed for so there's the burp <laughs> i had like a whole bunch of pizza like before this cast i ate like usually i i usually drink or eat a lot of pizza in one sitting but for some reason today it was not it today and i actually decided not to ride today because it was i got home from work and my foot was hurting from the surgery and i was onboarding a new employee at the office and i was just i got home and i was just tired so i just did my usual usually when i get home i immediately jump in the shower after well as i'm as i'm talking to my significant other i am getting a rundown of her day right and then I jump right in the shower and start doing like yoga and stretching and getting myself ready for the workout of the day. And usually I, I ride my bike first and then I go to the gym and do weight training. But today I was like, I need a nap. So I was talking to my partner and she was telling me about her day and I was just like slowly getting sleepy. So I was like, you know what? I am going to take a quick nap, and then I'll get up and start my pre-workout ritual. But three hours later, <laughs> uh, three hours later, I was like, you know what? My workout block has passed, and therefore this, we're gonna just hang this day up. So that's what I did. I just hung up the day. We talked a little bit more, my partner and I, about just things, and she caught me up on the news and whatever she came across with her news feed and um, 
she's a PhD student at the University of Minnesota. So she let me know how her research was going. And I was like, oh, okay. And then she was like, I'm hungry. So we went to get some pizza. So that's that I had a lot of pizza. So I'm right now, you probably see it in my eyes. I'm in a very lo-fi mindset right now. Oh, somebody's outside shoveling snow. Oh my God, it's so cold outside. I think it's negative nine degrees. Yeah. Someone has a really nice car outside the window. You can probably hear that. But anyway, so that's what's been going on with the house. And as you can tell, it's probably causing a little bit of mental drain on my part, which kind of, I think a lot of us, we're feeling that, especially with the, the COVID. And I have found it very important to reconnect and stay connected to our respective support groups and support systems. And so it was really nice that I reconnected with, with a fellow member of Team Army 2015-2016 of the Warrior Transition Battalion System and that is where soldiers go to or they went they no longer have that they changed this to something else i think it's called community care units or something like that but that's where soldiers go to either transition out of the military after being injured or diagnosed with some disease that's like me or they go through a process of working with healthcare specialists i.e doctors nurse practitioners and work with like a triage to get themselves back fit for duty and that's the latter is the path that I took and within that process I actually got involved in adaptive sports and I met many people from all over the states this one particular person i met she is from hawaii i'm not gonna name her because for the sake of anonymity so but she has reconnected with me and that reconnection last night was actually it helped me refocus as to why i started the bellowful project in the first place and that is to help people like her and me stay connected and encourage each other to continue our flow, continue our journey through sports and um, social connection to enhance our, our process of always maintaining our mental and physical fitness. So shout out to the one who will not be named in this podcast, but she knows who I'm talking about. But I really appreciate her reconnecting because I find that this, this COVID situation has led a lot of veterans and their affiliates to boredom. And my partner pointed out to me that some of her friends and maybe even her colleagues, they get to a point of boredom to where they feel like they have to treat themselves in order to, you know, stay motivated to do things and treats being like ice cream or going out to eat and then i mean the treats become normal normalized and that's not necessarily the point of a treat you know treats are supposed to be representative of a celebratory way of being thankful to yourself for reaching a goal but once that becomes normalized to where you're having that treat every day then you might fall off the path of, in the case of ice cream, fitness. So staying unsiloing ourselves, right? Staying connected with our social groups that encourage us to stay in our case, in our velofluent journey, staying active is very important. So once again, shout out to the one from Hawaii 
for reconnecting with me. And speaking of connections, I would like to invite you all, if you are military, wounded, injured, or sick, and you are looking for a community to be a part of, I am a U.S. moderator for the Invictus Game. Invictus Games Foundation. And with that, I'm gonna leave you an app so you can check out a link to an app in the bottom of this, in this podcast, like when I post it. So you'll be able to find it. If it's on YouTube, you'll be able to see it in the in the description. And if you are on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, you'll be able to see the link in the description section of the podcast. So feel free to check that out. Um, what else do we have? I think I'm going to end the rambling session around here and get into some, some little updates. So I do have battle assembly this weekend and it sucks because I was really having a a good time in the last, um, Invictus games ride, um, this past Sunday. So unfortunately I won't be able to, to join the Invictus Games Foundation's community, the Wiz community. On Zwift this Sunday, however, please, if you are a Zwifter and you don't need to be a part of the military, I'm gonna take a sip, to support this ride, you can actually just join and see what it's all about. Because what we wanna do is we don't want to keep the military actually siloed from the rest of society because the military supports its whatever country it's in. It's report is supporting its respective community, and in turn, the community is supposed to support the men, men and women of the the military. So, and that would help with the social aspect of it, of the reintegration process when these soldiers come back from war and they're trying to find their new normal and. I think this Swift ride is actually a good way to bridge that gap between civilians and military personnel or veterans and um, those who served at some capacity. So, of course, um, you can join this ride and um, see what it's all about and tell your friends. It's, it's a pretty cool, cool ride. It's not a race, though, so don't come in there trying to like break records because you're going to be very unfulfilled <laughs> if that's your if that's your goal there are there are opportunities to show your stuff like in in sprints sprinting sessions or um climbing sections of whatever route it's chosen for the particular ride on on the sunday but and they're random so they're never the the same. Don't expect each ride to be the same route. Uh, so, yeah, but speaking of Zwift, I am still healing from my foot surgery, so I am only lim- limiting myself to no longer than an hour on the bike right now. Looking at my foot right now, it's it's the swelling has subsided quite a bit, so I'm still in running shoes on my bike so i'm using the running shoes and flat pedals and this bike that you see behind me i'm having trouble like pointing yeah (laughs) that bike the bike that you see behind me i have flat pedals i think you see them somewhere yeah you see them here yeah there you go 
those are the, the pedals that I'm using. And it is kind of strange because I noticed my, my pedal stroke is, I'm really having a difficult time missing that hamstring engagement on the upstroke. So I don't really have that from 12 to eight o'clock on the, if you were to look in at, if you were to look at a clock in the rotation of a pedal stroke, only have power about from 12 to eight. And after that, there's nothing. So that's gonna be strange. So in the, when I go to the weight room, I make sure that I am doing exercises or engaging my hamstrings and my glutes in order to keep them from, from being too weak and having an imbalanced pedal stroke when I get back into the clips, if that makes any sense. So that's what I've been doing so um, I can stay in the game strength-wise, even though my cardiovascular is probably gonna take a hit a little bit, but staying on the bike is important. It keeps the blood going, it keeps my body acclimated to the, the process of riding, so that's good. And I'm probably not even looking at the camera. I'm like, like I told you last time, I'm looking up here. I wish I had a, I wish I had a camera. Like, I think that's what I'm gonna do next time. But let's get into these announcements. I don't have many. I have this sheet of paper here that I've been haphazardly writing notes on. Like literally, I wrote this before the podcast because I'm super lazy. And I told my constituent in, my, I told my connection in Hawaii that I am the laziest athlete that you ever meet. And so I'm always taking the path of least resistance when it comes to anything. And unfortunately, that leads me to last minute implementations of plans and I I've been pondering this all last week and I was like you know what I'm gonna do it and every time I said I'm gonna do it I end up doing something else but at least I have the notes here so but the biggest announcement that I would like to highlight is an article that was released sometime last week by Christopher Schrinka I probably said that very like ich bin from Deutschland but <laughs> the biggest announcement that I would like to bring up is an article released by Zuminique. I want to say that's the proper way to to pronounce that. Um, Zuminique's Christopher Sfinka wrote an article covering how um, Tour of America Dairyland, um, the event organizers, and Project Echelon, and are GT Cycling got together and created an event at the tail end of 2020, the cycling season of 2020, and created a Tour of America Dairyland virtually for disabled cyclists. So you had people in the RGT Cycling game and they actually created hand cyclists which is unprecedented because for, I, I know you've all that, that's been in like the Zwift chats and I think it's called, I'm not really sure what the other, I'm not really sure what the other, <laughs> the other games are called, the cycling games. However, 
we've been seeing the chats. We've been seeing the comments coming from the adaptive sports world, coming from specifically disabled cyclists that are looking for events to be more inclusive. And that's not just in the the esports world, that's in real life as well, because I'm never going to forget when I saw um, there was a hand cyclist. He was wheelchair bound and he showed up to this event. It was in Auburn, Alabama, I want to say. And this was back in, I want to say this was back in 2018. And I swear it was like he was almost pleading to the organizers to let him ride because I don't think I don't think they had the infrastructure or they weren't mentally prepared or whatever for a hand cyclist to actually come out and race seriously. In in his mind, he came out to race seriously and they let him do it. But it was it felt it felt like he had to try too hard, if that makes any sense. So for Chris Shrinka to actually bring this up is is a big deal because we are, I mean, I guess it makes sense to be more inclusive now since we're moving towards this unsiloing of things in healthcare, unsiloing things as far as like the traditional workspace where we're integrating remote and in office work and also integrating military and civilians. And so it makes the most sense to try to keep this this inclusiveness going in this this move to integrate things into the esports world and why not create a space where hand cyclists and disabled cyclists can actually get into the esports world and identify with the game in a way to where they're represented like in in Zwift I love Zwift don't get me wrong but I would like to see my fellow disabled athletes to to be able to have an avatar that represents them so if they're a hand cyclist i would like to see them you know riding their hand cyclist bike in the zwift world next to me i'm an upright cyclist and i would like to see that right because that represents them they see me for how i ride my bike i want to see them going through their process as well as close as esports possible right and so I'm really glad that he wrote that. So I really appreciate Zuminique and Chris and Project Echelon. I see y'all. Yeah, I see y'all out there. I see you on social media. I've reached out to them or, you know, commented on some of their things. They're near me. I'm in Minnesota and I think they're in um, Wisconsin. That's their headquarters. And yeah, they've been doing things for veterans for a long time from what I'm tracking. And I'm tracking that some of their athletes on the team are veterans. So shout out to Project Echelon. Shout out to RGT Cycling and Tour of America Dairyland and Chris Winker for writing this article. Woo! I am getting sleepy. (laughs) So... But with that, I want to um, bring up that these are these opportunities are actually opening opening up ideas for um, upcoming events for disabled cyclists, paracyclists, 
And um, as mentioned in that article that I that was writ- written by Chris Svinka, we got Tulsa Tough. They're actually going to have a like a disabled or a paracyclist version. That's what I'm tracking. And also we have Intelligentsia Cup Criteriums and um, the Joe Martin stage race. So those are all supposed to be accommodating paracyclists. And also there's a there it there are plans. And also there are plans to um, host a North American championship event for for paracyclists. So I'll leave a link to that, the the ladder in the bottom of this this podcast. What else do we have? Not the Not the And so lastly, um, I'll just end this with some of the well, one of the the journey possibilities for my VeloFlow project journey. And um, I recently reconnected with someone that I met in the Warrior Transition Battalion at Fort Bliss. And he's been consistently showing up in my life over the past five years, I want to say. And he's always been saying, hey, you need to come out to Utah and run a marathon. And I'm like, well, a marathon. I mean, the, the furthest I've ever run or 13.1 miles, that's half marathon. And it's not really my cup of tea, honestly, running that long. And because of graves, I'm always like, how's my, how are my calcium levels? Like, am I gonna be able, are my bones gonna be able to take that stress of running for so long? And since I'm pretty much medically stable, I've been doing this, cycling thing for quite some time and when i was stabilized i was able to run the 100 meter and 200 meter dash without too many problems so i think this would be something that i should go ahead and jump out and do because he's been asking me since i want to say since 2016 yeah, that's that's ridiculous. That's I haven't honored the request. How about that? So I actually took him up on his offer somewhat. I told him in March I should be able to start running, according to the VA podiatrist that I'm working with, and mid-March. And so mid-March, I will start Zwift running, right? So I have the foot pod. I told you all about that. I think I showed you all on it. I showed you the foot pod. I showed you the foot pod that I am using. The I think it's called the Polaris Bluetooth foot pod. And so I'm gonna start running. And I asked him, could he run with me? So we would do the Zwift, the Zwift meetups, but they will be runs. So I'm not really sure how that work. I hope it's as similar to the Zwift meetups for the cycling events, hopefully. And he's gonna be my coach. And so if successful, I'm pretty confident that I can at least do 13.1. I know that's my mental baseline. So he would hopefully be able to give me like a plan of how to prepare for the marathon in total. 
and what mental processes I need to be going through in order to actually successfully finish. And he recently qualified for an Ironman competition out there in Utah. And so this this marathon that I'm talking about, I'm not even sure if I mentioned it, but this is the St. George Marathon in Utah and it's seven months away. And so that's, I think that's plenty of time to prepare it. Now I'm not gonna go out there I'm not going out there to break any records. I want to scratch 26.2 miles off my bucket list. So if I can do that, I think this is going to be a very successful... <laughs> it's going to close out very successfully this year here in 2022. So, And I mentioned 2022 is actually the year to, if you have the opportunity to do something... You need to go and do it. Be about that action. Because if you do not, you're just going to be not doing that thing that you really wanted to do. That's a, a podcast. That's a fitness goal. That's study goals, career. That's everything. So make a plan. It doesn't have to be perfect, but just go and execute. So with that, I'm just going to leave you all with that. Thank you so much for joining me tonight i last time i re realized i said today and i was like it was nighttime and it was like 1 a.m but it's not so late this time it's only 11 11 yeah so it's not this and plus i had a nap so i'm kind of still sleepy but i'm kind of rested so anyway well like i said thank you for joining me on the velo flow project podcast i'm your host Zed pitts and until next time, find your flow.